Attention! Is film like milk? Yes. It's got culture in it. And it's. Mm, damn it. Leche. <laughs> Whole milk, skim milk, medium milk. I have nipples, Greg. Could you milk Could me? Could you milk me? Hi, and welcome back to Age Like Milk, the podcast where we decide if a movie has gone bad in the mind fridge of your mind. I'm one of your hosts, Paris Abbott Taylor, and coming to me from merry old England is my good friend, David William Rogers. Hello. G'day, mate. <laughs> Hello. That's my that's country, what, and that's a hate crime. Well, so... <laughs> I think it's, you know, because we had just been talking for like 15 minutes, oh, picking see, up see. your accent. And I even thought like, okay, say a line from the movie, say a line from the movie. And then that was default for whatever reason. So I apologize <laughs> okay. to all my Australians out there. This just in, David William Rogers <laughs> hates Australians. Racist. He's canceled. <laughs> He's so canceled. Uh, David, um, yeah. it's the holiday season. Mm. We're here. We did our 100th episode. We did Fortaleza. We got very yes. drunk. Thank you to them. But actually, I'll probably beat that out because you don't get free advertising. If you just, just, if you just the one. one. Yeah. yeah. That's it. One and done. <laughs> uh, but it was a fun episode and we're back and it's almost the holiday season. So I hope that if you're listening to this movie uh, podcast that you have started watching all the Christmas movies, you know, getting in the vibe, eating hot chocolate and candy canes and no, whatever else Americans eat, guns and freedom. Yum. <laughs> Celebrate that with your family. Um, but David, what yeah. is the pod well, not what is the podcast? What is the film we are doing this evening? The film we are doing is The Holiday, 2006, directed and written by Nancy Myers. This stars Cameron Diaz, Kate Winslet, Jude Law, Jack Black, Eli Wallach, I want to say. Very sweet, sweet old man in this movie. Edward Burns, Rufus Selwell, which we've done a movie with him in the past. Mm -hmm. um, he always plays like a bad guy. Yeah. John Krasinski, which was a, uh, I was like, yeah, a bunch of cameos. Dustin Hoffman pops up in here somewhere. Yeah. A lot of people just run around this movie. Had you seen this movie before I suggested it? I had not. I was talking to my significant other um a few hours ago and she was like yeah i've seen it multiple times and that was the movie that her cousin was playing while she was cooking while we were mm. you know in november during thanksgiving i had no idea though all i saw was jack black and i was like oh okay cool <laughs> um, You're like this is gonna be school of rock exactly sure. okay well we should do the the synopsis before we get too long because sometimes we jump around do you want me to do it whose turn is it i think i did the Hondo, the white chicks. So, yeah. Okay, I'll do it. All right. So, this is a movie about two women in other sides of the planet, one in LA, played by Cameron Diaz, one in just outside London, played by Kate Winslet. And they both kind of have little breakups, and it's Christmas time. So, Cameron Diaz's character goes on to what is essentially an early version of Airbnb, where it's like, stay at my vacation rental. And she and Kate Winslet ends up end up swapping. So, Kate goes to LA. Cameron goes to the UK and romance ensues. You know, it's your classic winter holiday love romance. There's a cute neighbor in LA, this old guy who like gets, you know, honored by the WGA. Kate really brings him out of the shell. Um, her love interest is Jack Black. And then Cameron Diaz um, meets Kate Winslet's brother character in the UK, played by Jude Law. And everybody is happy and they never fully discuss how these two separate long distance relationships are going to work out 
But we'll talk about that. Let's yeah. let's talk about the film. So 2006. Mm-hmm. This is a this was a big year for me because if you do the math, uh, which don't, but I graduated high school in 2006, so I always see uh, movies that came out th- around this time, and and I know for a fact that I saw this movie in the theater with like friends. So you were a freshman when I was a senior. I don't know what any of those words mean, but so... you seem very confident. <laughs> Are you serious? How many grades were in your high school? 12? Like you go up to grade 12? Yeah, but you were in school. Grade 12? With, you were in school with all 12 of those? At my high school in Hong Kong, yes. Holy indeed. shit. Yeah, so our high schools is, it would be 9, 10, 11, and 12. Okay, so it's just four years. So, and then yeah. does that mean that like seven and eight go somewhere else? Um, yes, okay. they're either part of like the what we call a grade school, which would be like K through, I went... It was K through six, different school was seventh and eighth, and then high high school was nine, 10, 11, 12. That's so weird. They're literally like, listen, these two age groups are fucking monsters. Let's put them in their own separate school, fight it out. Sometimes they'll go back and forth in Wisconsin, and like sixth grade will be part of middle school. Oh, what? Yeah, yeah. And then sometimes ninth grade will be part of middle school. It all just depends, I don't know, like on numbers. Of right. classes coming up but yeah so what i'm saying is you would have been in grade nine when i was in grade 12 so that would have been okay. the one year we would have been in school together okay well that's so weird because i'm pretty sure in australia now don't quote me because i'm a fake australian but it's like it's like kindy through six is like primary school and then seven through 12 is high school but yes there's those two middle school like but like i went to this high school in sydney for a couple years and um grade seven and eight were on the same campus as like all the little kids so like the grade eights thought they were the shit i actually left at the end of grade eight but then i had heard that like the grade nines um the year nines were like suddenly like found themselves to be the littlest fish again in the pond of the bigger campus yeah but i don't know that's so weird (laughs) that's just something i'm hung up about never mind (laughs) moving on so the movie the holiday for any first thoughts you know reflecting back on it big overhead thousand picture feet thoughts yeah um no dvds and no blockbusters around anymore which we've talked about so that like stuck out to me and i thought that was such a cute date that uh jack black and um kate winslet went on Mm -hmm. because that doesn't exist anymore yeah which is kind of sad like you can't you can't go with somebody your family your significant Mm -hmm. other and be like let's just go pick out a movie pick up some food and go back to the house or apartment. Mm-hmm. So that's. Yeah. I have so many blockbuster um, memories of my brothers and I fighting it over, like having to do scissors of paper rock, having to like bargain, like, well, you choose next week's and I'll choose this week. And then my dad being like, you can only get one new release and then three weeklies, you know, and just like <laughs> the stupid shit. Yeah. You're right. That's such a cute thing that doesn't, doesn't exist. And then, you know, in when Kate's staying at Cameron's house, she's got that wall of DVDs. Mm-hmm. Like it's sad. Yeah. People just don't have that anymore it's like oh pick out yeah what should we watch tonight oh you got this movie so yeah it's kind of like people geeking out about their vinyl records you have people Mm. over and like oh this is a deep cut man you know have like some obscure movie that not a lot of people knew about so that that really stuck out to me overall like uh you know ten thousand feet or whatever i I just thought it was like a cute couples movie basically mm-hmm. um there were a couple times i was like is this is cameron diaz not gonna stay around because she was really hesitant mm-hmm. and i was like there's no way it's a holiday movie she's coming back 
Um, but it did get me a few times thinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny. This is like probably in my top five Christmas movies. I think it's creeping up there because my favorite Christmas movie is Love Actually, but some people were sending me some Instagrams and there are some deeply problematic parts of that film, which I think I want to save that one for next year because I'm not quite ready to ruin it for myself. <laughs> you want one more year with it? Yeah. But um, this one's up there, you know, and so it was funny to watch it again. Obviously, it's a Nancy Myers film. I think I watched it last year or the year before. Shout out to my friend Corey, who loves this movie and I feel like makes me watch it. Um, but I did want to just call out a couple things to you and see if they uh, bothered you the way that they bothered me, because obviously I'm now watching this film with a critical eye. Okay. Nancy Myers film. We love Nancy on this podcast. She's done a lot of incredible rom-coms. So I feel like when you see her name come up in the titles, you kind of get a sense of the film it's going to be. So imagine my surprise in the first few minutes of the film when for the very first time I caught uh, that Kate Winslet says to her coworker, um, it's like being handicapped, but without the great parking space. And she's talking about um, like her broken heart, yeah. you know, walking around. Mm. That made me go, ooh. Yeah, that's a tough one to to kick it off with at the mm. when they're doing like the holiday party. Yeah, at the holiday party mm-hmm. in the UK. Yeah, a bit ableist, bit um derogatory, very like jokey, jokey about you know people with disabilities. Um, then the same scene. There's a woman just smoking inside casually, which I'm like, that has totally aged. And then, uh, yeah, those were the first two sort of like intros to Kate that we kind of get. And it's very sad. She, you know, was obviously sleeping with her coworker, and then he started cheating on her, and then she doesn't do anything about it. She just lets him kind of walk all over her. So we kind of get her Mm storyline. And then we meet Cameron's uh, character in LA. And the thing that I laughed about, I wrote it down. I was like, at 12 minutes, the intro that Cameron Diaz gives about herself is very information heavy. It was like the speech where she was like, Ethan, guy I've been dating for two years and who lives here and who owns his own house. It was like, very, did you catch that? By yeah, any yeah, just shooting through their whole history and why the way she is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's like, listen, it's not my fault that you can't cry. And, and it's you like, haven't just cried in up. this many years and you're a yeah. workaholic. And, yeah. um, I did love that. And then another hilarious intro part of the scene was she kicks him out of the house because he apparently slept with this receptionist and for the very first time i noticed that the gardener has this great little cameo did you know how he was like shaking his head she's like just tell me if you cheated on me and you it pans over to this gardener and he's like don't do it he's like (laughs) shaking his head and then when he does admit he's like fine i did he's like oh you idiot and it's just like totally non-verbal um cute little character but it made me really chuckle so those are the two and like intros that we get Mm -hmm. to our main characters now i was going to ask you this would you do something like these two women did would you go Which, on this you, you web- mean like switch lives yeah. for christmas time? well not even switch lives yeah just switch apartments houses. yeah switch absolutely houses. Yeah. yeah i think you know this time of year i want to talk about it at the end a little bit more but this time of year can be really challenging for a lot of people and especially like brings up emotions and you know it's such sold to be like a family thing and like for lovers and you know get cozy and certain people who don't have that i think it's very healthy to like <laughs> Go and have your own adventure. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, especially to mix things up a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's the entry to our two two people. You did mention some cameos. So right after this scene, we get some great cameos. So that's why I want to 
call them out. So Lindsay Lohan, James Franco are in this fake movie. Like you said, we've got Dustin Hoffman. Who else did we have? Well, Lindsay Lohan agreed to this because um, she was in Parent Trap, which Nancy oh. Nancy Myers directed. Oh, no yeah, way. So that's why Lindsay Lohan agreed to do those little fake. Right. Yeah, um, sorry, in the same scene, it's Catherine Hahn, John Krasinski. Catherine Hahn is having such a moment at this moment in history. So, yeah, it's so fun when you watch a film and you spot little cameos, especially I think you and I have talked about this before. But in, whenever, whenever anything's set in L.A., we always sort of like laugh. So I felt like I also was seeing the cameos of like the neighborhoods. And I was going to say, where the fuck was Kate Winslet's cab coming from? Because when she landed in L.A., she was like driving down like the PCH <laughs> beside the beach. Did you notice that? Yeah, yeah. And then, and then next second, oh, she was in Beverly Hills. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, for those that don't live in L.A., the airport is like south and it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. Even so, if it was Burbank, it wouldn't oh, you wouldn't go that way. No, she come back over the hill. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's just a stupid <laughs> inside. Of oh, that's valid. Um, but I have a few more thoughts, but I'm curious if anything jumped out to you in the start of the film. Was there any problem that you had with this premise, this setup? With the relationships, not so much. Obviously, it's a little like inflated, exaggerated, but these things do and will happen between, you know, any kind of lovers. Other than that, it just seemed it was a little quick, like they're both like, I'm out of here. I'm switching this yes. up. You're and it's, into yes. One. And it's yeah. like, OK, I'm going out for two weeks. Everybody see you later. That type they, of thing. They literally switch houses without ever speaking on the phone. Yeah, yeah. Just typing, messaging each other on the on the app or the website saying they're in. What if one of them was like a full-on robber and yeah. just came in and stole every single thing in the house? I thought about that. Like if you wanted to make this a twist that um, Kate Winslet and Jude Law set up Cameron Diaz to like try to get her mm. money because she's, you know, she's well off. She's doing very well in the industry. And at the end, you know, he basically like sugar dicked her, honey pot to get. <laughs> yeah. And like the kids could well, have been a, fake. That's, you know what I that's mean? what I was going to say, that it just felt very convenient. Like Cameron Diaz clicks onto like one website that's a no go. And then she clicks on this website and then clicks on a different house. And it's not. And then lo and behold, the second house and Kate happens to be on the chat and they're there and they yeah. agree for two weeks never having done a credit check no you know what i mean like Susanna, she doesn't know if this house is for real so santa anna wins anything can happen mm -hmm. so then my i'm gonna skip forward a little bit so kate goes to la she meets jack black he comes to pick up the laptop of cameron's ex-boyfriend and cameron goes to the uk and she's actually not loving it because she's such an a-type personality she can't handle being quiet like quiet and chill also kate leaves her dog behind and is just expecting this stranger to mind the dog that was a big thing for me it actually confused me for a bit i was like wait a minute i thought it was kate's dog and then cameron's looking at the dog and doing like some kind of game like she's bored right and like peekaboo or like her growling at the thing and i'm like take this fucking dog outside yeah <laughs> and like how long was she traveling bathroom. like kate just locked this dog inside yeah. for however long it takes to fly from la to exactly sorry like and I think you're getting to this part with the, with Jude Law coming in, but that mm -hmm. that could have been the intro for him instead of him be just being pissed drunk looking for a place to crash. Is I need I came to let the dog out because the right 
he, did he say that? No, he didn't. No. He said he got hammered at the bar and he used because he doesn't even know his sister's gone. Yeah, but he's like, yeah. what? She? I missed a call from her. Oh yeah, so like, yeah, they couldn't use. I'm like, that okay, this a... is a way to get sex trafficked, like low key. <laughs> uh, no, so yes, you are tapping into the thing that bothered me the most, which is a lot of trust in strangers. He knocks on the door in the middle of the fucking night, and he says, you know, I'm this guy, and there's just in a town, no follow up questions in a town in the woods. Yeah. Like, what if he was a murderer? That's what I wrote down. What if yeah. he was a murderer? What if he was a rapist? You could de- like, this sh- could definitely be a uh, like a psychological thriller if Nancy wanted to tweak, <laughs> if Nancy wanted to tweak this thing. This is so not real. Like, a woman <laughs> would never let a strange man into the house. You know what I mean? Like, he could have a knife. I would hope. I hope if you're listening to this podcast and some, I think he just gets away with it because he's so good looking, handsome. Mm-hmm. And she's like, ah, and then immediately he comes in and she's like, we should have sex. Like, well, they, they sort of like fall into each other's faces and stuff. And then now she's sleeping with this man. And then I wrote, does he have a condom? Like, I don't think he's got a condom. And then she says, he's like, what do you think of foreplay? And she's like, foreplay's overrated. I'm like, to who? (laughs) (laughs) The whole scene is just so bizarre. I'm a fan of foreplay. It, uh. It helps get people there. You know what I mean? You know what else helps get people there? Not being a stranger that shows up in the middle of the night. Like, how horny is she? And she's basically, she started off saying like, oh, I, you know, I'm in a chaotic spot right now. And then I'm like, yeah, she's about to kick this dude out. Nope. Let's bang. Yeah. Also, he's kind of drunk. So I did write down consent question mark. Um, but they kind of gloss over that mm-hmm. and then they, it happens again later and they gloss over it as well. Okay. So a couple of things as well about the logistics of this film. So Cameron Diaz, part of the fun and games of us meeting her, she's in a car and he's like, I can't drive you to the door. You have to walk because my car will never turn around, um, which is terrible customer service, mm-hmm. first of all. And then second of all, at the end, the car picks her up from right outside the house. So what the fuck is this guy talking about? Two stars. For that Two driver. No. Yeah. One. And then picks her up, drives away. Then she's like, can you speed it up a little bit? I want to go back. I can cry now. And she's like, oh, fuck it. I'll jog. <laughs> Which is definitely faster than being in a car. Yeah. Th- this woman makes a lot of erratic decisions. I mean, she tells mm-hmm. us that she's erratic, but she goes all the way to the airport and then at the last minute decides not to leave. No. That's going to be a no for me. It's There's nothing... I once went to the airport and sat on a plane for eight hours and then the flight was canceled. I don't know if you remember that. And going to the airport was by far the worst part of that experience. (laughs) I'm not going to and from the airport. I'm going to make that decision before I leave the town. Okay. Okay. So you've never in your life, doesn't have to be love or anything like that. You never were like, oh shit, I'm going back to this thing. Just, okay, just like in the movies. I don't think I could, afford, could have ever. I, I don't know about rebooking tickets. Like she's yeah, booking I, tickets. It doesn't like even have like, to be a flight. Like you could have been leaving someone's house to go home or whatever, and be like, "Oh shit, I gotta go tell them this is the way I feel." Or not when I get all the way to the airport. She's like at security. <laughs> like maybe her bags are on the belt. I'd be like, "Nah." I'm not saying that. I'm saying have you done anything like that? You left a place. It doesn't have to be to go to the airport. And you came back and were like, listen, I just wanted to, you know. Yeah, but I wasn't at the fucking airport. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I wasn't. I, has anyone, have you been to LAX? I mean, yes. this wasn't LAX, but. I don't. That's. Yeah. Being, no. I like, well, I, 
I feel like I'll give like friends twice a ride to the LAX in a in a calendar year, and that's Good it. To know. Like Good to know. no, just two two out of the group out of all of you. So like, if I give you one and Corbin one, I'm done for the year. Oh, I see. Yeah. It's not like each person gets uh-huh. two. That's a lot of. That, oh my, I'm not a cab. You know what I mean? It, that is a hike. I did it a lot, like for a while. You know? Oh yeah, I'll just and I would offer. I'll just drop you off. It takes a long time to get there and get back. Right. And then she's not going to LAX, but like I can only imagine she's she's 40 minutes Mm -hmm. from London. The the posting says it's sorry, it's 40 minutes from London. So this woman traveled 80 minutes round trip (laughs) plus security plus how you get to the airport so early. So she's what standing there having a coffee. She's in the restroom. She comes back. She finally goes through security and she's like, no, wait, I know. I love him. Maybe I think or not even I'm going to give him I'm going to give this a shot. I've stayed here for 12 hours. I'm going to hang around a little bit because I banged this random stranger. Yeah, maybe she should stop being trying to go to the airport all the time. Maybe she really likes airport food. I don't know. Uh, so that was something I had. I was like, okay. And then my next big thing is uh, the relationship between Kate Winslet and the wonderful old man next door. Mm-hmm. So Kate's a sweetheart, obviously. She sees this older man. He's with a carer. He's walking down the street. And then the next time she sees him, there is no carer. And he looks a little lost. So she slows down and she asks to give him a ride. And, you know, my first immediate thought was, if this guy doesn't know where he lives and he's disoriented, I don't know if he should be out and about by himself, period. Same. Um, And maybe it was just like a got turned around. It wasn't like every day he's kind of forgetting things but mm-hmm. yeah because he was remembering like oh what do you say like carrie grant told me this mm-hmm. back in the day and she finds out he's a you know a successful writer and he's got all these stories but yeah i just i thought i thought that deal was a sweetheart he was a sweetheart but yeah. also he shouldn't be walking that far if he's in a walker I don't know that he should necessarily be alone. Like, what if he fell down? What if someone came up and robbed him? I did. Kate Winslet could have been a robber. True. And then, yeah, just walked right in his house. I did feel bad that he, like, misses his his wife. And they basically made it seem like he didn't really have anyone, mm-hmm. you know, no kids. He's obviously wealthy, but, and he's got some friends. But that's, then I felt bad because at the very end of the film, spoiler alert, they all go back to the UK for uh, New Year's. And I was like, what about Arthur? It would have been cool to see him like just sitting in a car. Actually, because he's been working out a little bit. See him dance around too. Yeah, but I was like, there was just a lot of like disbelief suspension of like safety. Maybe that's just me being so fucking jaded. But I was like, (laughs) A, Jude Law could be a murderer. B, Kate Winslet could be a robber. You know what I mean? Just some situations. Um, And then the biggest thing... Uh, for the side character stories jude law is a father you have this whole thing throughout the film where kate or sorry cameron's character amanda is seeing these women's names come up on his phone and it turns out it's his two young daughters and so my first question was like what the fuck would you be upset at that point you you show up and then you see the two daughters like yeah tell me if you're a dad he says he tries is trying to compartmentalize like being a dad but like being a parent is something that's like a part of you, I think, yeah. you know. Do you feel like it was dishonest or that you were kind of being not lied I to? It was but okay. Yeah. That's Did you? Well, now that we're talking about it, yeah. I mean, for the story, 
it worked, right? Because she was like, okay, imagine if you were seeing a, okay, you're single, you know, you, you meet this awesome girl when you're on vacation, you're like vibing. Maybe you're just like, oh, I know so much about this person. It's only been a few days. And then they say, I have two kids. Like, that's yeah. kind of shitty. I'd be like, oh, <laughs> hey, little motherfuckers. And then, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I, oh, I forgot something. And then they never see me again. I just, I don't know. I'm I just, just it feels like something so convenient to lie about. Yeah. Because like, they're going to know at some point if you, if you are clicking that hard, they had that date out in the town. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. And then, uh, yeah. But they're, they're bonding. They're spending a lot mm-hmm. of time together. Yeah. They're close. I, I would have told her if, yeah. I, if I had children. Uh, hey, by the way, I think mm-hmm. that's something. Yeah. Something you could have said the next morning. He's like, I got to get back to my two daughters. They're, five and seven like and then we wouldn't have had the drama of you know her seeing the names but yeah. whatever uh i did <sighs> there were a few sprinkles through this movie where we were very delicately talking about like if anyone was a slut or not and by that i mean the two little girls go we never have grown up sleep uh, women sleepover oh, so i was like yeah. okay there's a breadcrumb that jude law is not like actually fucking around that much like a playboy um, what's that like he's not a playboy he's not having yeah. women over all the time yeah and and then uh even cameron diaz when they like meet for the first time she's like i don't usually do this it's like why do we feel the need to give characters those outs like we're i mean maybe it's because it's 2006 but like people fuck around <laughs> no one cares especially yeah adults doing in your 30s like yeah uh, yeah consenting going out meeting someone doing that doing whatever they do and and moving along so yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i i got one well obviously you know minorities not a lot of them in this movie no minority (laughs) no representation of anything other than heterosexual love you could say this is a white christmas um it's a white christmas they were probably like we got british people in it <laughs> that's, that's enough i forget who it was i thought it might have been like cameron diaz or something like that it was like oh it was the perfect holiday right i think someone asked her what is your ideal perfect like christmas through new year's holiday me yeah i mean this is very cute you know it's i would love to go to london or something for the holidays i don't know um, I think as you get older, Christmas, you know, changes this year, we're having an orphan's Christmas at our place. We're staying in LA. I mean, you'll be with family. Um, I haven't had like a big family Christmas in many years because my family is scattered to the four winds. Mm-hmm. So like that nucleus just doesn't exist anymore. But I think so long as you have good food and good wine and you're with like a person that you love, you know what I mean? When I was a kid, we lived in Hong Kong, obviously, and Christmas, uh, we would always go to like a hotel buffet in a big group, like with other families, because nobody had like a living room big enough to host people. So mm-hmm. for me, like Christmas is, yeah, a time to just like fucking binge and excess and like wear something cute and open a few presents and then, you know, pass out early watching a Christmas movie. I so like it. whatever, wherever in the world you are, as long as there's food and, and laughter, I think that's the perfect Christmas. So what yeah. about you? Yeah, same. Um, kind of go back and forth. I don't know. I was just thinking about it because sometimes I'm like, 
yeah, I just kind of want to relax. This is like a relaxing time. And then other times, yeah, it's like uh, I want to be around family, especially. But it, to, to me, it doesn't matter really as long as I get to see them in those few weeks. Like it doesn't have to be Christmas Day. It doesn't have to be, you know, New Year's as long as I see them around like the holiday time then mm. then i i kind of get my fill then then new year's was very cute mm. i feel like new year's is always a bit of a letdown just like too many high expectations yeah. but the idea of having a cute little house party with some wine and some people that you love mm. yeah that seemed very very cute so i don't know i'd love to travel at christmas i mean it's not always super cheap and it's not always super exciting because certain cities closed down we were in portland oregon last year and it was Super cute, but super quiet. And that's kind of why we're not going back this year. That and like flights are so expensive. Yeah, everybody's back to traveling and things are shooting up price-wise. Yeah. But I do think, you know, what we've all been through the last few years of the pandemic, like it's a good reminder that it's okay. You know, we, if you can be with the people you love, like you should, because mm -hmm. you just never know. And that's just so nice. Yeah. But also I think if we can learn anything from this movie, it's that, you know, adventure can open up to uh, open you up to new friendships. And, you know, Kate doesn't obviously think she's going to end up with the old guy and she doesn't, she ends up with Jack Black, but like she makes friends along the way too, you know? Yeah. Like and solid, a solid relationship. I would say she just gets the full experience. And I think that's something nice. It's like not, well, Cameron's guilty of this. She definitely judged a book by the cover because she was like, what's up? You want to come and fuck? <laughs> Um, whereas Kate, you know, she got to know Jack and Arthur next door. And yeah, it was cute. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He, Jack and uh, or Arthur help her find herself and be, become gumption. that gumption, not only gumption, but becoming the, the main actor in, in her movie. And the main character. The, the main character. Yeah. 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 Did Which this was... movie feel very Christmassy to you? Not so much. The the spirit of it, I would say, yes, but as as far as like all encompassing for a Christmas movie, no. Christmas kind of takes place in the middle of the film, right? Yeah, yeah. like they kind of gloss over Christmas Day, mm -hmm. and you get a lot of shots in L.A. where like Cameron's house wasn't really decorated for Christmas, mm -hmm. things like that. So it kind of, yeah. yeah, and then it goes through to New Year. So it, I mean, it's definitely like a sweet love story around the holidays the called the holiday but mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> but as far as like super christmasy it, no i don't think it is what about you yeah i think you're right i mean it's right there in the title it's kind of it kind of gives you the vibe of that two weeks around christmas mm -hmm. that is always kind of slow and but then it's kind of got to build up to this like one day and you know i think even though this was a story about two couples that like don't know each other in the beginning you get that sense of like running into people like Cameron goes to the local pub and you can see all the old friends seeing each other you know Kate um is having these like dinners with her neighbors and so it's just you know this time of year is very much about getting together with people and you never know who you're gonna run into from your old town or whatever mm. like you know friends so I think that gave that vibe but not necessarily Christmas day itself yeah if that makes sense definitely I was thinking more and I have been thinking more about this, like just being more present, like how busy mm -hmm. we all are and things slow down around this time. And I, I always think of like, I reflect around this time, you know, sometimes I'm like a little bit of a slump cause it feels like things are 
fall, things are dying and it gets mm. cold and dark. But at the same time, it's like, I feel like I can be a little more present around these times, which, mm. you know, Kate was like a great example of with Arthur and just being available, basically. They, yeah, both of those characters, too, they're sort of forced to slow down. Mm. You know, Cameron's reading a book. Kate's watching all these movies. It's like this time of year, is not, there's no real pressure to like go, go, go. You know, in the yeah. summer, you're like, oh, every weekend I've got like this party. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I think the reason we're able to be a bit more present is like because work maybe winds down. Yeah. We can just, you know, well, for some people. Um, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Would you ever go to the UK at Christmas? Would that be something yeah. you want to do? I will go anywhere for Christmas. Like like you're saying, is if you're with at least one person you love, like I think that's the main thing behind like, the spirit of Christmas and the holidays is loved ones. Cause what else are you doing it for? Right. To, yeah. to spend that time. I just think you, the UK at Christmas just looks like a little, um, like a, I don't know, icing sugar cake. Like it's just so cute and perfect. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a gingerbread house almost. Yeah. 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 yeah for sure. Super cute. Yeah. Well, David, it's getting, yes, there was no people of color. We did gloss over that <laughs> one. Um, there are some other things, but you know, a pretty harmless film, I think. But it is getting to that time where we do have to give someone from the cast or crew a shout out. Would you like to give someone a shout out first? I would. Thank you very much. I want to go with Tansy Ackid. Great name. Hopefully I'm saying it correctly. She's a composer, pianist, and musical director. Ooh. Yeah, and she was in the music department for this movie. Music was a huge part of this movie. Jack Mm -hmm. Black did the scores uh, for a lot of things. Um, And that was like a really cute way. Like he uh, got with Kate Winslet, right? He wrote her like a sweet little song. And it's like, this is your theme song. Wrote one for Arthur. Um, He was singing while they're walking around the blockbuster. And that's when you get the Dustin Hoffman cameo. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, Tansy, I thought, did a great job for this. Um, She worked on a few different things. Um, how pros can change your life. The Loud House uh, doesn't look like she's done anything in a bit, but I thought for this one she she crushed it. And then a side note is why another reason why I picked her. Can you picture any other holiday or any other instance where music is such a big part of no. like Christmas no. music? Literally, there's so much of it, and no. it's like it goes hand in hand with Christmas, right? There's so many songs about Christmas and it's, I can't, I couldn't think of anything else where there's so many songs about like, I think it's just this season. Yeah. 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 Which is. Yeah. Well, Tansy. Yeah. Tansy, we, we see you and we appreciate, you, appreciate you. you. Thank you. All right. So I went with a department that we don't very often call out and it's partly because I was making fun of the car, not being able to turn around, but transportation um, is a big part of a film crew. So usually Transpo, as we call them, is made up of like probably some of the funniest people on set, in my opinion, because they drive everyone everywhere. So they have to be up early, you know, to get people, the stars, drive everyone to and from set if you're in a minibus. It's just kind of um, an unsung part of the crew, but they do have a great union. So sometimes people make fun of them because they're very well protected. But I went with Simon Jones, who was the transportation captain for the UK, just because that seemed, you know, kind of like a a good person to call out. I know American crews and UK crews aren't always the same, but, you know, we've done a lot of 
American cast and crew. And so I thought I'd pick someone from the UK side. Like but it. Simon has worked in transpo on a lot of different things. Most recently, he was the transport manager on The Batman 2022. He got to do another Christmas movie, Jingle Jangle, A Christmas Story, which was, or Christmas Journey, which was the one with Keegan, Michael Key, I think. Okay. That came out on Netflix a few years ago. He did The Gentleman. He did The Hustle. He did Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. So Simon has been in many transpo crews and I'm sure is very happily working now because it doesn't say what he's currently doing. But uh, Simon, we see you and we appreciate see you. See and we appreciate you. All right, David, what yeah. do you think? Did this movie Ugh. age like eggnog or okay. did it stay fresh i was going that route i was gonna say this movie aged like like a, a real boozy eggnog that <laughs> <laughs> that you're drinking it like a week after it was open mm. so it's like should i really be drinking this and it's got like a little it's a little off but it gives you that warm feeling inside because all the booze and it makes you feel a little happy and like okay you know let, let your walls down a little bit being open to to new things and mm-hmm. you know being present so i i enjoyed this movie glad i watched it is it ever, is it ever going to crack my top five no it will not for christmas mm. movies probably not a top 10 for me but i did enjoy it i felt good watching it i thought all the actors were great in it and yeah, it is a, it's a good feel good movie for the holiday. What about you? I feel like this milk is a freshly, fairly freshly made, but maybe sort of out of fashion, uh, peppermint mocha latte or something, you know, like we currently have like the fancy schmancy ones at Starbucks, but this one would have like, I don't know, what did people like back in the day? Like, uh, you know, it's got like ham in it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> a peppermint latte with... Uh, I don't know something that people in like the 90s and early 2000s liked so spotamine I don't know <laughs> politics and uh you know it's still Christmassy it's still tasty but yeah there are a couple things where you're like don't look too close you know maybe it's got like that fake sugar in it that you're like ooh, should I be having that it's still sweet yeah like Splenda Splenda yeah a peppermint a Splenda peppermint mocha <laughs> where you're like you could have just used the real sugar yeah. I guarantee now that we've done this film on the podcast that they'll do a remake version of this at some point I just saw a rumor that they were doing a remake with Nancy Myers and she was like sorry this is not true okay <laughs> so shut down I would like them to make some sort of thriller with kind of mm. this presence because you could do it just take the holiday out of it and Kate Winslet goes and then she's knocking on the helping the neighbor, the rich neighbor, successful old man neighbor. You're right? you're talking more of like a con job type. Con bit, job, right? yeah. But I mean you could go more more thriller too if you, you wanted dark, to. Yeah. yeah, you could go you can always go dark if you want. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. It's a Okay, well you start good. you get right you get right on writing that version and then we'll we'll sell it. We'll we'll just self produce it at the age like milk production i'm with it that's a that's got a good uh that rolled off your tongue well okay well uh i did want to say something slightly serious at the end of the podcast which is you know we're talking about the holidays and what that means to people and being with family and stuff like that obviously um it's a difficult time for a lot of people and it can be a very lonely time for a lot of people and so you know in the recent um history or Recently, we have, you know, learned of 
some people committing suicide and, you know, being falling into depression. And that is, you know, obviously something that happens to people, but I think it's exacerbated by the holidays. And so I just wanted to say to anybody that's listening that if you are experiencing, you know, suicidal ideation, or if you feel depressed to please reach out to the local um, suicide prevention lines, please reach out to your family. Sorry to bring the mood down, but Not like, at all. it's, uh, you know, we start, yeah, you got to talk to somebody. You got to let it out. I, yeah. young adult had a lot of like bouts of depression and it wasn't until I got in legal trouble where I had to go talk to somebody and that person like gave me a lot of tools uh, to help myself. So you still got to let it out. Um, hopefully people that are struggling um, have somebody that they can go talk to. You can call that line. Um, well, I in the U.S., the yeah. suicide and crisis line is 988. So if you're in the U.S., there's different numbers around the world. But, you know, you can Google it. Yeah. Yeah. People people care it, about it? you, even if you think you're just a stranger. Um, there's a lot of good people in this world and we care about you. Other people care about you. May not feel like it sometimes and the world can feel vast and huge and you're running around alone, but you're not. So yeah, f- you know, find somebody you can speak to and, and get it off your chest, get it out of your head. I didn't bring it up in the beginning, but there is a scene with Kate Winslet she when she's so to- depressed. With the Elvin. Uh, yeah, she puts mm-hmm. her head near the gas. You know, that's, it's something that you do when you think that you have no more options but i'm hoping that if you're listening this far and if you you know if it's something inside of you is saying like whoa shit they're talking to me like it's not the option it's not the only option you know there is always a new tomorrow you wake up things can be different and yeah you just have to hold on and and fight like hell because the world's better with you in it so uh christmas time can be a sad time so lots of lonely people out there but just remember that everybody's family is probably pretty fucked up and these like beautiful perfect christmases that you see depicted are not true and so that was one thing i did like about this movie david just bring it back to the film but um i liked that they showed that like yeah it can be miserable right Mm -hmm. like she goes to to cameron diaz's house and it's like oh my god this house is amazing cameron was miserable in that house you know the, the character of amanda she was so sad she wanted to go all the way to somebody else's house to, you know, feel something. So, yeah. anyway. And she did. They both were, were down and found some happiness. Right, so. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But anyway, so from all of us at Age Like Milk, you know, we, we hope that you're getting through this with your mental health intact. Please, you know, reach out to somebody. And uh, we, we are glad that you're here. But David, for now, you should go ahead and just check your fridge. And make sure that milk ain't spoiled. Gross milk is gross. That's our show. What's our episode next week? What is the film? We are going to do another Nick Cage movie. (laughs) (laughs) The Family Man. I've never seen it, so that should be a good one. Yeah, it's Um, a top five for me. But that's it for now. Thanks, David. I love love you. you, Happy holidays, and we'll see you on the next one. Bye. There is a dog barking in the background. Hopefully you won't be able to hear him. Or I can cut around him. But there's always a chance. Please hold the dog. Ollie, no. Ollie. No, we're so close to being done, bud. (laughs) Just hold it together.